0: Welcome to the e-commerce marketing society podcast, a podcast for women who want to grow their online store or e-commerce brand by improving their marketing. I'm your host, Lisa Byrne, an e-commerce marketing coach for women with 20 years of marketing experience under my belt. I help women increase sales and decrease stress by helping them focus on the right things instead of doing all the things. As well as hearing from me, I gather my favorite women in e-commerce to share their stories of growth and expertise because we all know it takes a village to grow a successful business. Welcome to the society. Let's get focused and have some fun. Hello there, everybody. Do I have a podcast episode for you today? I know how much you love the episodes that I do that get into the nitty gritty and give you actionable ideas around areas of marketing that can be really perplexing. I've gotten great feedback on episodes like how to write a blog post that gets you found on Google. And today we are looking and talking all about Facebook ads, which of course is probably the number one area of confusion for small to growing e-commerce brands that are looking to scale using Facebook ads or other paid ad strategies. Now, I have Dana Borg, the founder of Bright Red Marketing, on the podcast today. Dana runs Facebook and Instagram ads for e-commerce stores, and she is also expanding into TikTok and Google ads. Now, we are getting down and dirty about what's working with Facebook ads now. Are they worth it? Big question. What's working now and what you need to be thinking and doing to plan ahead for 2023 if you're thinking about running ads or scaling your Facebook ads. In particular, we're going to talk about user-generated content and building your list, your email list using Facebook ads. Really fantastic, great, actionable solid strategies for you to take away and run with today. And we're also going to touch on Black Friday and Christmas and talk about how your Facebook ads work in that whole period, because we are getting closer and closer to the actual weekend of Black Friday. But as you would know, and as you would see in your inbox already, Black Friday kind of starts on the 1st of November. It is a month long uh, marketing opportunity for you. So if you haven't yet jumped on that bandwagon and got your offers ready, you can still go and grab Uh, cruise into Q4, which is my course with Chris Daria. We teach you how to plan your promotions and your email marketing, your website, basically everything to do with Black Friday and Christmas. So you've still got time to go and cram if you want to do that. Um, But if you're thinking about Facebook ads today is a must listen, or if you're already running Facebook ads, it's a must listen. So I hope you enjoy it. Also coming up, we've got Stella Seller sessions. So you may remember I ran these in 2020 and 2021. So they're three free marketing masterclasses that I run. They're going to happen in November, December, and January. All you need to do is click on the link in the show notes, or go to my website, lisaburn.com.au. Get your name on the list. I'll send you all the event details. Basically, you just show up and I teach you how to nail the basics of e commerce marketing because this stuff is what I believe everybody should know and you shouldn't have to pay for. The really, really basics of nailing your message, your foundations, your online store, and your marketing. So come along, Stella Seller Sessions. You don't have to pay a single theme, no strings attached. I'm very excited to offer you that, but more excited right now to give you this amazing podcast chat with Dana Borg. Love, love, love. Hey, Dana, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. I'm excited to pick your brain about all things Facebook advertising. We love talking about Facebook ads. Uh, Hopefully you can shed some light on it for us and give us some good news because that has, I feel like it's been (laughs) doom and gloom about Facebook ads for a while. So
1: much doom and gloom.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, before we dive in, why don't you start by introducing yourself?
1: So I'm Dana. I own and run Bright Red Marketing. Uh, So we are a digital agency specializing in e-commerce. So we do Facebook ads, Instagram ads, we've just started Google ads. um, And we just absolutely love what we do and the brands that we work with.
0: Awesome. And I can't believe it's taken us this long to connect and chat.
1: It's a bit like that in the world. You kind of like follow people for ages and then you go, actually I haven't actually had a conversation with you.
0: Yes, <laughs> Yeah.
1: And have you
0: always niched down to e-commerce or is that like a recent thing or?
1: It was a process. So I started my business at 19, um, fresh out of university um, and just did a little bit of everything for everyone. Uh, and as business grew, I sort of gradually niche down. So it started with doing everything for everyone and then it went to Facebook ads and then I did Facebook ads for everyone. Uh, And then I found out that I was particularly talented at Facebook ads for e-commerce and I loved it. I love working, especially with fashion brands, beauty brands. We've got quite a lot of companies that do things for animals. So like dog toys, equestrian gear, Um, and I, I love it and we're very good at it. So it's sort of been a a process um, through, you know, business coaches and, you know, learning from experts and things to really find that one part that we're very good at and really focus on that.
0: Yeah. And focus on the one thing. Like I don't think enough people are doing it or realize the power in doing just one thing, getting really bloody good at it and being known for it. I mean, it's so much easier to be known
1: for one thing exactly and it's something that a lot of people that come to us question because they're like oh but why don't you do this and this and this and this and this and I'm like well because you can't be good at all of those things like you can't Mm. be a really good Facebook marketer and be excellent at email and be excellent at building websites and branding and this and that Mm. I'm like if you want that you have to go really high scale agency Mm -hmm. like because then they hire many specialists. If you're looking at sort of the place that most of our clients are looking, you really need to find specialists and build your own sort of team. Team, yeah, exactly. And,
0: you know, I've I've had so many clients use small agencies, big agencies, freelancers, everywhere in between. Um, And there's, you know, good stories and bad stories from all of them. I think doing your research is so key, but finding someone who specialises in the one thing that you're looking for. I I avoid jack-of-all-trade kind of peeps um, because, as you say, they're either hiring externally, like internationally, that comes yep. with its pros and cons, or, you know, you become one fish in a big pond rather than you're working with a specialist in one area. Like this, that's all they're living and breathing day in, day out.
1: Yeah, totally
0: agree. Mm. And I love that you are doing it for e-commerce brands as well, because um, you know it's 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 been a long time that there's been every type of service provider for service providers, but e-commerce has obviously gone under a, a lovely boom. Um, and it was the best, yes, <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? Um, it's funny how we're already saying was like COVID was. It's it's yes. It's changed again on us, and we can totally talk about that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I love that there's more specialists now serving e-commerce brands, and especially small to medium and emerging ones.
1: Definitely. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I'm, I'm friends with a lot of people who do similar things to me, um, obviously slightly different, but it, it's really nice because for the clients so the people running these e-commerce stores, there are options to find really the best fit because it's not necessarily even about finding someone who can run Facebook ads Mm -hmm. but it's about finding someone that can run Facebook ads that loves your brand yes that really is on board that believes in what you're selling and can almost be friends like half my clients now are are friends (laughs) yeah um and that and that's the best thing for me like you really want to have that kind of a relationship with your clients not just oh yeah I'll take your money thanks
0: Yes. And I think what you said about the difference between um, like having someone that can do the job versus having someone who loves your product as much as you do. I've got a client now, she's very successful and her ads are doing great, but she just struggles with the connection with the agency because, or with the service provider, because they don't necessarily get her products or get her audience. And, you know, it's something for service providers to think about like work with people that you genuinely want to support
1: um and i think it'll show in the in the results 100 percent. it's so much easier for us to write copy do graphics work on your strategy when we're obsessed with what you do
0: yes when you use it and get it yeah Yeah, that's so cool so, oh gosh, I've got so many questions for you. <laughs> um, I've been wanting to chat to a Facebook specialist on the podcast for ages. Um, so I'm glad to have your brain here. I want to know what's, besides the whole privacy changes, you know, we we've, we kind of know that now. What's the lay of the land now for, for Facebook ads and um, small to emerging brands like what should they be doing what should they be looking out for give us the your lowdown
1: so i mean obviously there was all the big ios changes and then we've gone through covid and all those sorts of things which have really kind of messed things up that's kind of the doom and gloom that we were talking about earlier um but something that i think is really important that a lot of people miss with facebook ads is it's such a holistic kind of brand building piece of the puzzle So Facebook ads are really there to build relationships and introduce your brand to new people. And if you look at it like that, it's still incredibly, incredibly successful. So we've lost a lot of the data. We've lost a lot of the tracking. We've lost a lot of the ability to kind of really be creepy stalkers and know everything about everyone, Um, which from a marketing perspective was kind of sad because we lost a lot of data, which kind of led to all of those results. But what it is, if you think about it in its kind of true intention, is excellent at introducing your brand to new people. What that means for you as a business is if the rest of your business doesn't work, Facebook ads won't solve that. Facebook ads are fantastic at getting your brand in front of people. They're fantastic helping to build that relationship, but you really need to have a solid brand, a solid business, and a well-converting website for those things to work for you. Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah, it, no amount of marketing, promotion, ads, money is going to out-market a crappy website um, or a product market. Even if it's
1: pretty. mmm. Oh, yeah. Pretty. I've pretty seen pretty websites don't, that they, they don't cut it. No. Um, so it's really having that full brand experience because Facebook is fantastic at putting your brand in front of the right people. If you've got a really good strategy, which I'm sure we'll talk about shortly, you know, all of those things are amazing. Like we've got people that we send, you know, thousands of clicks to their website in a week um, and Sometimes it doesn't do anything because the website's not doing what it needs to. Um, So it really is about building an entire brand and building a business. And then Facebook ads is going to help top that up. Mm -hmm. It's not the like life raft when your business
0: is drowning. No, no, I love that. And it, nor is it probably the first thing that you try In if you're like zero to 12 months, no. <laughs> not the first thing. And I think slowly that message is getting through. Like when I first started in e-commerce five years ago, yes, it was the first thing. And even three years ago, even two years ago, yes, you may have gotten some success in, in the early days, but now it's different. Like you say, uh, it's about the holistic of view the brand foundations the website the customer the point of difference the whole
1: kit and caboodle so you do need your ducks yeah. in a row 100 um, we've got a new client who's just started with us and if you've ever listened to any digital marketer you know they're saying that it takes you know up to three months to sort of start to see results um, we're at the end of week two and they're already at a four times return on ad spend and the reason that they're like that is because before hiring us, they were already successful. Mm-hmm. They had a really good community. Their organic strategy was fantastic. They've got a really good email list. They had some wholesalers. They had a really good solid business and they came to us for growth.
0: Yeah, Yep. Listen to that, people. <laughs> if you have <laughs> been wondering if Facebook ads is your ticket out of, you know, stumbling or, you know, sales dripping in, maybe look at your foundations first, definitely look at your foundations and your organic marketing first. Um, so if... Exactly. A, the only
1: exception to that is if you have a lot of money <laughs> and you're prepared to spend true. that.
0: This is true. You That's right. You, I say to my clients and students, you're, you're going to pay. You're either going to pay with your money, your wallet, or you're going to pay with your time. So figure out which one it is. With your time, yes, you're going to spend longer developing your organic marketing strategy, making mistakes, it's going to take you longer. But if you want to learn and pay with money, it's going to take you a lot of cash to learn what's either wrong with your business or what works with Facebook ads. Exactly. Yeah. So if you were a brand that um, similar to the one that you were just describing, you know, you, you're making a good consistent level of sales, your website's great, um, you're happy where your organic marketing is, what's the first how can we approach a Facebook ad strategy for a brand that wants to take their business to the next level?
1: Yeah, so the really big component, if you haven't already, is get that pixel installed. Um, It baffles me how many businesses still don't. Um, That should be a day one task. And if it's day 365, go do it now. Um, Sooner is better than later. But the, the big strategy piece is really about finding a way to reach new people and start that relationship. I treat Facebook ads very much as a relationship building tool. It's how can we find the right groups of people that might be potential customers that have never heard of us before? What kind of content are they going to be most interested in? How can we show our expertise? How can we show off our product? How can we start to build that trust? Then you kind of go into the next layer of, okay, here are a bunch of people that have heard of us. They know who we are maybe they've seen some ads, maybe they've been on our mailing list for a while. What kind of information do they need to kind of take the next step in this relationship? Um, Again, if you've heard the the adage, you don't ask for a marriage proposal on the first date, it's that sort of logic that seems to get missed a lot in Facebook ads. Everyone asks for marriage on the first date. That first impression with a brand should be inspiring. It should be, look how beautiful our product is, look how lovely it is. This is the the features and benefits that are going to change your life like what is it about your product that's going to really resonate with people why do they need it why do they want it why would they want to part their money with it um and really about kind of funneling them through so the strategy becomes building the relationship yeah. and it's about targeting and segmenting and and testing to work out the best way to build that relationship rather than just how do I get a quick sale here? Because yeah. you can get a quick sale and then nothing, but if you've built a relationship with someone, that one quick sale turns into a lifetime of a, a customer. Exactly. And that that different way
0: of that building the relationship is going to look different for each brand, isn't it? So like something that is a higher investment that's more you know, technical to buy, you might be looking at a blog content strategy or a video content strategy. For a fashion brand, it might be simply showcasing the products using user-generated content. Um, so, yeah, there, exactly. again, there isn't any sort of um, silver bullet to getting those sales nor the strategy. So, you If there of- was a
1: silver bullet, I'd be a millionaire. Yes. Like a multi-millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... I think the, like the silver bullet is not a silver bullet. The silver bullet is hard work and it's knowing your business inside and out and knowing why people need your product. Mm -hmm.
0: Totally. And, um, I think that, and I was just talking to someone about this yesterday in a different podcast episode, um, the, the brand strategy and that, you know, point of difference, the why, who our customer is, you know, those key messages, developing great content, that's all really hard stuff for someone that is not a marketer and hasn't yes. done this before. So that's, you know, if it sounds daunting to you, then, you know, that's fair play. It is tricky. So yep. if you're struggling to nail those foundational pieces out, work with someone who can just say, look, take one look at you and go, okay, A, B, C, D, you know? And I think when you've done like you and like I I have, you've been in this space forever, um, you can see those points instantly. Whereas a business owner, it's so
1: close to them that they just can't see it. Exactly. And I think the important thing to understand with Facebook ads too, is sometimes the things are different to what you would expect as a business owner. So for instance, we've got a fashion client, who they think that the reason people buy from them is X. But when we've tested it in the market, the things that people actually resonate with are A and B. So it's sometimes about kind of expanding your horizons as to what you think the brand is. And not in saying that your brand is wrong or that, You know, you obviously need to have a really clear brand strategy, but sometimes there's some gray area around the outside that you're not thinking is important, but that's actually what your customers want. So I find that your Facebook ads work really well in conjunction with your sort of brand strategy. Because if we go out to your facebook land and instagram land because they're the same these days um and we say look we've tested this strategy we've tested this kind of imagery and this kind of call to action and this messaging this is actually what's working best that can then feed into the rest of your brand and your marketing because you actually have a, an ability to test concepts and to test content which unless you're paying a really high-end CRO agency, which is conversion rate optimization for anyone who doesn't know, um, it's really hard to get that data. Whereas with Facebook ads, you get that data really frequently. Mm -hmm. You get an idea of kind of which audiences are resonating, what imagery works well, what headlines work really well, and that can filter back into all areas of your marketing.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting you say that um, because quite often I hear feedback from clients who are like, well, they keep on running this type of ad, but it's just not – us you know that they say or it just doesn't feel or look like us and that's that whole thing where you say have a broader horizon because may not land for you but it's landing for the customer and that's the most important thing when it comes to ads because you're paying for that yeah and it
1: does still have to look consistent i will say that there's a it does still have to have there's a i can't remember what the term is called um i'll remember it later i'm sure (laughs) um but you have to have the when you click on the ad and land on the website, it has to feel like it's the same. Yeah, there's nothing worse than clicking on an ad, ending up on a website, and be like that. That's not what I was expecting, mm. uh, and leaving. Like there still has to be that consistency. Uh, so they, I will say that it does still need to sort of be in the realm of on brand. For sure, I think you know the. It's like the,
0: like I remember reading a case study recently about uh, user generated content in Facebook ad campaigns and the really dodgy sort oh, of fuzzy looking one <laughs> where the person didn't really go into too much effort that outperformed the really every spongy, time fabulous ones. Yeah. So every
1: time my yes. client spent, I think, $10,000 on a photo shoot, magic, beautiful, looked gorgeous, stunning. The uh, really crappy blurry photo that their customer sent in outperformed by yes. a lot. She was very sad. <laughs> like yes, the photos were still needed for, you know, website, Instagram, we still use them in some ads. Uh, but that's the part that a lot of brands get stuck on is that it's not as elevated and beautiful and finessed as the rest of their brand. But you've got to remember that people are on Facebook and Instagram for that kind of content. They yeah. want real, they want behind the scenes, they want they want real. And yeah. if everything is too polished, they start to go.
0: Yeah, so Well, it's very easy to scroll past something that looks like an ad. Whereas something that feels like everything else that you're looking at, um, something that, you know, it's that whole voyeurism, sticky beak thing. If it feels like that, that's going to work. So would you say that going into 2023, if you don't have a user generated content strategy, it's time to, to look at it?
1: Yeah, I think user-generated content is just one of those things that works so well and is so vital to businesses. And I would say that it's not as hard as you think. I mm. think a lot of people get really stuck in, oh, but my clients don't take photos or my customers don't like to take photos or I don't have the budget to to spend on, you know, influencers and yeah. things and influencers have a really bad rep and they really shouldn't. Um, there's a whole strategy around that that gets missed but having content that looks real and behind the scenes is so important. And I think the trick is if you can't find customers to do it, you have to pay for someone to do it for you, or you can do it in house. Um, there's some brands that I love that are smaller on smaller budgets and they literally get in front of the camera and they make their own UGC. It's Mm -hmm. not a model. It's them in their warehouse, dancing around, not dancing around, um, and it is just the fact that it's not so polished that means the people resonate with it. So I would say if you're on a budget, can you do it? If you can't do it, have you got a friend? Mm-hmm. Have you got a customer that can do it? Can you offer them a discount? I've heard of people kind of going through their Shopify sales, picking out the 10 customers that have bought the most from them and going, hey, in exchange for to spend on the next drop, would you be able to do X, Y, Z for me? Then the next level up is kind of going for some like exchange for product influences, which you will get very little return from, but you might get some content Mm -hmm. or you can kind of go really high end influences in which you pay for. And then you kind of need a, a bigger influencer strategy around that. But that content is going to do so well for your business organically. And it does so well again in your Facebook and Instagram ads.
0: Yeah. For sure. And in in my personal experience, the, the first step, you know, asking your customers or trawling through your Instagram DMs or even your inbox, because I can guarantee you, you've got at least a handful of customers that have replied to something saying, thank you so much. This is my, you know, meditation cushion that I've just set up in my new meditation corner or whatever it is. And they've attached an image. That's good enough to get you started with user-generated content for your paid strategy.
1: 100%.
0: And also for your organic strategy, for your social media posts, for your um, website, for your email campaigns.
1: So, yeah, that's a hot tip. That's it yeah to give you an example of how off-brand these things can be i have a very high-end fashion client um, who sell clothes for an older lady Um, Mm -hmm. and someone submitted a photo of them wearing these beautiful very expensive clothes running away from a dinosaur at some sort of theme park that's funny and we used it in an ad and i'm pretty sure it made them about twenty thousand dollars and people were commenting with other photos of them also in their high-end clothing running away from things there was at least another two dinosaurs and it is my favorite thing ever and they have now they have now joined me in my it doesn't have to be so perfect um kind of land um but even if you are the most high-end brand having a little bit of fun and showing people doesn't take away from the fact that you are a high-end brand. It just shows that the people wearing your clothes, using your product, um, buying your things are humans. And that is all people want.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's scroll stopping. It's um, what's that term? It's oh, breaking the, the cycle or something like that. It's a marketing term. I can't think of it. Um, disruptor. Yeah. It's something where it's not expected. So it's going to stop Stop the the customer in their in their tracks and go. Oh, okay. Well, what is this strange thing? Grab their attention.
1: Why is she running away from a dinosaur? Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) What's happening?
0: (laughs) So I love that user generated content. So what else is working in Facebook ads now, and what do you think
1: is going to be really important in in next year? I think one thing that's really worth mentioning is gathering emails. I think as much as I can sit here and say Facebook ads are amazing and they are, we make a lot of clients a lot of money. It's Facebook and Instagram. You don't own it. Um, You will have seen a million stories of people getting their ad account shut down. We had one Mm -hmm. a couple of years ago that they got shut down for three months. They were losing hundreds of thousands of dollars. You need to have something that builds your email list. Now, I don't care whether you are brand new and this is your first Facebook ad or if you make five million dollars a month there has to be a part of your advertising strategy that is around growing your own media you need to make sure that is a high priority you don't have to spend a lot um yeah. we have some clients that just spend five ten dollars mm-hmm. a day and they're just getting their emails we get them from anywhere from 50 cents to two dollars yeah. um, and if you know the average value of your email list which if you've got something like klaviyo you will know you'll know that that to $2 makes you $50, $100, $200 over the life of that subscriber. So that would be my first recommendation is to just make sure that you're really not focusing on Instagram and Facebook ads, which seems counterintuitive coming from me. But it is something that needs to be said and something that needs to be taken quite seriously. I think in terms of strategy moving forward, it's really about that relationship building. I think everyone is a little bit sick and tired and over- Buy now, buy now, buy now, buy now. Um, especially, I mean, especially now um, when we're recording and so close to Black Friday. But, you know, it's one of those things that people want to build relationships with brands. They want to know the people that they're buying from. Um, Obviously different story if you're, you know, Maya or some big brand, but for most of you that I assume are listening are in that sort of place where people want to get to know you, they want to know the story behind the brand. They want to know who you are. They want to know why you're doing this, like why your product. Um, Mm -hmm. There's very few spaces these days that are not heavily in competition. Um, As much as you might think your product is amazing and unique and the only one out there I'm sorry to tell you, it's probably not, but that's not a bad thing. Um, the reason people will buy from you as opposed to your competitor is because they like you and they like your brand. And the best way to do that is to tell a story through your ads and really focus on brand building rather than just here is a dress, you should Mm -hmm. buy it.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: you know, why that dress? Tell a story rather than just this dress is black and white, like. Why this dress? Where are they wearing this dress? Um, Mm. Give them give them an example, Um, especially coming into the tough financial times that everyone is talking about. People still buy things to make themselves feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's called the lipstick metric, Um, Mm. but there's something to do with lipstick sales go up in a recession. and it's because it's fascinating if you i'm sure there's a study somewhere um but i was reading about it the other day and it basically says that when a recession is coming the sale of lipstick goes up because it's a thing that people can buy that makes them look good makes them feel good so whatever product you're selling How how does it make people look good? How does they make them feel good? How does Mm. it affect their lives? It's not just you're not just selling lipstick. You're not just selling a dress. You're not selling glasses. You're not selling iPhone accessories. Like, what is it? Why?
0: Yeah,
1: I think we've just come. Yeah, yeah, we've come through such a time where everyone thought COVID was going to destroy e-commerce, and instead, everyone just took up online shopping as a hobby Mm -hmm. and that sort of Mm -hmm. died down a little bit and people kind of have forgotten that you have to have a reason behind your marketing like it's pretty and it's functional or it does this is not really good enough anymore we kind of have to go back to those marketing basics of why would someone want your product and how Mm -hmm. can you explain that to them in a way that makes them want to buy and actually like you as a brand Mm -hmm.
0: And that requires deep thought, you know, um, testing messages as well. Some are going to fail and maybe you'll even pivot, but you know, have those questions and have the go through that process sooner rather than later, because you're going to discover a lot. Um, And I love your suggestion on growing your email list. I, I honestly can't think of a brand that I've worked with that run ads and I'm like, okay, so have you got a list building ad in that spend? No, no. And it's, it's funny because coming from like a service provider, when you've got, when you're doing Facebook ads, it is the absolute be all and end all that you're running ads to grow your email list because we sell through our email list. But it's, it's so funny to, to know that that's not a really common approach So another great tip, everyone, if you're doing Facebook ads, get some form of list building ad up. And I'm keen to know what what do you like to use? Like do you use a lead magnet or a discount? What what kind of is your go-to?
1: Yeah, so before I answer that question, I will say you don't even need a landing page to run email building lists. Facebook have a thing called a Facebook lead form. Yeah. They are so cheap at getting your emails they are a slightly less quality so it is worth testing a lead form versus a landing page we're doing it with a client at the moment they were getting lead form ads through facebook for about 60 cents and then we're doing it through a landing page at the moment they're coming through at about a dollar 80. um we have a theory that for this particular client the dollar 80 leads will actually be a better quality lead um but it's it's worth testing if you really are on a budget and you just need those numbers a facebook lead form is a really cheap effective way of getting that. But to answer your original question, um, the best thing is what's gonna resonate best with your customer. So I'm gonna say test it, because I say test yeah. everything. Yeah. Um some things that work really well are competitions. Mm. Competitions do phenomenally well. Um you'll see a lot of brands do um enter the draw to win a hundred dollar voucher each month. They work fantastically. Obviously the dollar value will depend on the value of your product. Mm-hmm. If you sell a fifty dollar thing you're not gonna give a $500 voucher, mm-hmm. and if your product is $1,000, you're not going to give away a $50 voucher. It has to actually be exciting. Uh, the other things that you can do are, you know, gifts like a $20 off your first purchase. They work, but they're not as effective. they the most effective one we found to get email signups are competitions. Um, you can just do, depending on your product and depending on, the sort of industry that you're in. You can just do information. So as you said, in the services industry, that's how it's built. It's Mm. built on, give us your email address in exchange for this information. Mm. Um, If you're a fashion client, it might be, you know, 101 ways to style a plain white t-shirt. It might be, um, you know, there's so many different things that you can do. There's a lot of brands that don't discount at all. And I don't want you to think that you have to then give discounts on your product just because you listen to a podcast and they said discount. Mm -hmm. Um, that's why I like competitions. Um, and if you're going to do a competition, it has to be for your product, never for anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, because then the person entering is interested in your product.
0: Yeah. I find that a lot of brands are already doing regular competitions, you know, in their postcard, in the In the um, unboxing experience, it's, you know, tag us to go in the draw to win. So you can just carry that competition over into your Facebook ads as well. So you're actually saving time by using one marketing tactic on across many
1: platforms. Exactly. So I think it's just about making sure that whatever you're offering is a value. And I think making sure that you're testing it. So you might test a $20 off your first purchase voucher and it might go really well. So you might go, all right, well, let's do a competition this month or let's do, you know, get this little freebie. I know of a a beauty company that gave the most tiny minuscule freebie for joining them. Like I'm talking like 30 cents worth and it went nuts because people Mm. just love free Free things. So it's, it's really about thinking about what do your customers want and then testing it. So don't just go, yep, this is it. We're going to spend six months planning it. We're going to do this. We're stuck with it. You know, do one thing one month. Do another thing the next month. Yep. Do another thing the month after, after and, and really work out what your customers resonate with because at the end of the day, what you want to do isn't as important as what your customers are going to resonate with.
0: Yes, and like we were talking about with the creative, you'll be maybe surprised at actually what your customers want and what they don't want, and that's always a good thing. Um, activity to do so the other exactly. thing I wanted to pick your brain about is of course Black Friday we are in what is it Friday the 4th of November we are we are in cyber month it's a crazy time of year um, you've it probably is. been so busy <laughs> like myself um, and looking forward to January where things kind of go a little bit quieter so what have you been um observing this this Black Friday
1: this Black Friday has been interesting. I am already getting Black Friday emails. Yes. So we talked about it before we started recording in that like, we're probably a little too late to talk about, Fr- mm. that talk about Black Friday. You're kind of too late to talk about Black Friday. Um, <laughs> people are already going on sale. They're already doing those sorts of things. Um, the big things for Black Friday is, it is well and truly an Australian thing these days. A Couple of years ago, everyone was still like, oh, it's such an American thing. Um, we're in a global economy. It's yeah. it's worldwide at this point. Um, in saying that, you don't have to go on sale. I've got a couple of clients that don't go on sale. They are anti-sale. They sell their product mm. at full price no matter what, um, and they just ignore it. That is 100% a legitimate option. Uh, the other thing is it's really easy with Black Friday to get overwhelmed by big companies doing 70% off and mm. 80% off. Uh, you do not need to do that. If you are going to go on sale for Black Friday, you need to be profitable. There is no point going on sale and losing money. This is mm-hmm. not how business works. Um, mm-hmm. The companies that do 70 80 90% off have either got those margins built in to their product already or they know that by getting that stock cleared, like they've done the math. Yeah. Don't just pick a number because it sounds nice like you need to do the math and work out what is going to be profitable for you um the other thing is black friday is more than just friday through monday as i said everyone is not everyone there are a lot of people going on sale now mm-hmm. um there will be more i mean we're still 20 days away. (laughs) Um, And people are already opening early access. Uh, One of my favorite things to do is to do an email driver for early access to Black Friday. Mm -hmm. So that is something that you can do to build your email list. And the offer is you'll get access to Black Friday sales before everyone else. Um, So that's a really nice email Builder, if you haven't got time to do it this year, definitely put it in your diary for next year. Um, And the other thing is extending those offers. So a lot of people will go early. Um, For a lot of our clients, they don't want to go early, but they'll go late. So we'll go Monday to sorry, we'll go Friday to Monday. Come Monday, we go, did it work? Were we making money? What was our cost per purchase on Facebook? And then we make the decision on Monday afternoon whether we're going to extend and for how long. That's Mm -hmm. also an option. This is the time when most people are spending their money. Yeah. People are prepared to spend their money. They are saving to spend their money. A lot of people do their Christmas shopping. If you're not going to go on sale, can you do something else? Can you do a gift with purchase? Can you? I have seen people give money to charity. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's worked really well. But can you do something to make yourself known in the Black Friday market? And the other thing I would say is avoid doing a black graphic because everyone does black graphics and it's really boring when you're scrolling Um, and make sure that you're putting your product in those graphics because a lot of people will just do big black text boxes Maybe they do it in a different color and they'll be like Black Friday sale 20% off. By this point, you have scrolled through 20 of those. Mm -hmm. So something that we like to teach clients and coaching clients is look at your graphic in relation to what everyone else is doing. If everyone is doing the same graphic with the same writing in different formats, you imagine as a user scrolling through that. It gets lost. I remember last Black Friday I was looking for something on sale and I scrolled past their ad a dozen times. I didn't find their ad till Monday because it was so generic. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't tell the difference between it and literally every other Black Friday ad that was coming across my feed.
0: Yeah, so don't open Canva. Type in Black Friday template.
1: Do not use any of them. Think outside. No, the type box. in Easter template. Yeah. Type in Christmas <laughs> template. Type in summer template. Like anything but typing in Black Friday template because yeah. just it it's so boring and it makes my little marketing soul sad
0: yeah it does i mean yeah because we you can have such fun with your content like maybe try doing a founder video jumping on you know with silly reindeer ears with all the team behind you throwing uh tinsel into the air or whatever it is
1: um try something yeah. that's going to be different something creative colorful make sure your product is on show um or your product in use is on show it's probably the big one so yeah. um for instance i've worked with a couple of companies where they sell a product that looks like a normal product but is only for a specific industry so like motorcycle jackets Mm -hmm. if you've got motorcycle jackets there has to be a motorbike in the photo yeah otherwise it looks like a motorbike jacket so it's the same context with your black friday ads is it needs to be very clear very quickly what the sale is and what you sell and why they care Because obviously if you're sending your ads out to a warm audience, they already know who you are, but they need that instant recognition of your brand. Everyone forgets to put their brand on Black Friday ads and rely on that little circle in the top. People are scrolling too fast. They don't care. Um, So your brand needs to be in those ads, but you need to give them the reason why. Mm. And if it's a brand new customer that's never heard of you before, you still have to tell them what you sell. The discount is not enough if they don't know what you're selling. So those are probably the, the biggest tips.
0: Yeah, yeah, they couldn't care less. If they, they're not going to care about your discount, if they don't know who you are, or care, yeah. about it's what like you getting do.
1: a letter in the the mail that says twenty percent off in black. Yeah, who who are you? What do you sell? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's so what, true. What's going yeah. on here?
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, so we've covered off predictions for twenty twenty three. What's working? Black Friday and beyond. How about budgets? That's probably, I'm going to, I was going to ask you in the rapid fire questions in a couple of minutes what your most commonly asked question is. I'm assuming it probably is how much should I spend on Facebook ads?
1: I mean, it's definitely up there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, the answer is as much as you have. It's, It's definitely a how long is a piece of string question. I think the more interesting question is how much should your business spend specifically and that comes down to a couple of different factors you need to be able to make a profit you need to be able to afford the money that you're spending without necessarily making anything back initially Yeah. Um, if you're gonna hire assistants you need to be spending more than they are charging you i've seen a lot of brands lately And a lot of stories and look, this is a bit controversial because not everyone agrees with me, but in the e-commerce space, I feel like if you're not spending more than you're spending on your agency or your freelancer, it just becomes that much harder to make money back. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if you're only spending $10 a day and you're paying an agency $2,000 a day, Mm. you do the math of what that is worth. How much of your product do you have to sell? And at $10 a day, a four times return on ad spend, which is kind of standard, but definitely kind of up there for a lot of brands. A lot of brands still kind of get those twos and threes. You're only gonna make $40 a day. Mm. $10 of that has gone to your Facebook ad spend. I'm not very good at math on the fly. Some of that's Mm. gone to your agency. Then you've Mm -hmm. got your cost of goods. You might've made a dollar. You might've lost $5. So it's really important to make sure that you have the potential to make money if you're gonna hire someone. Uh, The other thing is, so for instance, with us, you need to spend a a minimum of $100 a day Mm -hmm. to make it worth it to hire us. Mm -hmm. We've done the math. We know what that looks like. If you're less than that, there are other agencies that will take you. There's other freelancers that will take you. Um, If you're spending that sort of $5 to $20 a day, it's really about driving your email list, really about Mm -hmm. building that brand. Um, don't ever boost posts. It's the biggest waste of money. Facebook literally invented it just to make more money. Um, but you can do a similar thing in the ads manager to give your content a little bit more space. Mm. It gives you a little bit more reach. So those are the sorts of things I'd look at doing. If you're in that sort of five to $20 a day mark, Mm. after that, you can sort of start to look at getting assistance if you need it. Um. And then it becomes a numbers game. So we've got clients that spend a thousand dollars a day because they make eight times that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: so it really becomes where can you comfortably start? What is your skill set? Do you need assistance? What does that look like? And then working out the math. You know, if you want to make a hundred thousand dollars and you've got a four times return on ad spend. Correct me if my math is wrong, but you need to be spending $25,000 a month. Is my math right? I I think so. I think (laughs) so. Yeah. 25 times (laughs) 400,000.
0: I'm not good at math on the fly either. I'm I'm
1: sure sure one of your listeners (laughs) and they'll correct me if I'm wrong.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, I think that's right. Like if you want to make a hundred thousand dollars, then in just just turnover, like that's that's sort of how you have to calculate it. And I think a lot of people forget that. And by that point, you spent you've made hundred thousand dollars, but you spent twenty five thousand dollars on ads. You've probably paid someone. Then you've got like it re- you really need to know your margins to know yes. how much you need to spend on Facebook ads. Yes. And that's the thing that so many people miss. We have so many clients come to us and they're like, Oh, the the cost of goods is X. And I'm like, that's not the same. Like, how much do you pay on stationery, your telephone bill, your apps that you've got, how much are you paying yourself? Like that's the number that you need to be looking at. Because mm. if you just look at your cost of goods, you're in trouble. So To answer your question, you can spend anywhere from $5 a day to $50,000 a day, Mm -hmm. but you need to work out where that works for you, your budget, what you can afford and go from there.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think the the thing that most people don't realize as well is that once you do know your numbers, like your total cost or your profit margin, your conversion rate, you know, your traffic, you can kind of predict or you can predict what you're going to earn what you know what your facebook ads are potentially going to do for you after you do that sort of like one to two months of testing
1: yeah and it's something that a lot of people obviously ask us like oh we're spending a hundred dollars a day or two hundred dollars a day what's that going to look like for us yeah and i can't answer that question unless you're already running ads so Mm -hmm. that's why i always recommend people start doing their own ads first Mm. get a feel for it because even if you're getting a, a one or a two or a three if you get that and maybe you're losing a bit of money on it but you're sort of learning there's something running someone like myself can come in and go okay you're at a two but you're not doing these six things yes i know i can predictably get you a better result and then we go okay well now you're sitting at a five or a six or ten and then we can start to do some better math
0: yeah i love that i could nerd out all day with you on this (laughs) You speak my language and I love it. (laughs) So I'm so glad to have you um, to join us today and I'll definitely be sending some clients your way. Thank you. um, Because there is a lot of help needed with Facebook ads and all sorts of digital marketing um, because it is confusing. So if you're feeling confused, it's okay. There is help at hand. Um, Get in contact with me or with Dana. Um, And I've got some questions for you you've answered the first one's most commonly asked question you get. Actually no, what is the most
1: commonly asked question you get? We didn't Ooh, really. Answer. I mean, how much should I spend is definitely one. Um I suppose the big one we sort of touched on it, is are Facebook ads worth it anymore? Yes. Um and the answer is yes, but. Yes, but. <laughs> um yes. <laughs> like they are really worth it. We as I said, I've helped so many businesses grow. I love what I do. We get really good results for most of our clients every now and then there's a couple that we don't. Mm. Um, and there's normally good reasons for that. Um, Facebook ads work really well for businesses that can dedicate the time and effort to it. You need to be able to have the money to spend, which means you need to be in a, a reasonable sense of profitability before hiring someone you can not be in a reasonable sense of profitability and diy that's Mm. always a really good option but to hire someone you need to be reasonably profitable you need to have some margin in there to grow because sometimes the testing does take time a lot of businesses will come to us and say this is what our business is this is our customer this is our brand and we go out to the market and crickets Yeah. And we go, okay, well, you've you've never tested this to a cold audience because you think about how a business is built organically, there's time. You know, you've got time to build a relationship. You've got time, they see all this different content, they see all the different behind the scenes, they've seen your business grow. Facebook ads, they see one ad. Mm. And they see another ad a couple of weeks later if they were interested in the first ad. Like you've got such a short time to get attention. You really have to have that time to test and work out what actual messaging actually works to a cold audience because what's been working for you organically doesn't necessarily translate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there are just some industries that Facebook ads are not necessarily great for, or there's some businesses that um, they'll do much better with other platforms. Um, you know, Facebook ads is really good at inspiring a purchase and encouraging someone to think about, Sort of maybe a product or an industry that they hadn't really thought about before. Google ads is fantastic if people are like, I want this specific thing. Mm -hmm. Like this is the thing that I want. Um, If you need to have a lot of video content, obviously you can do that on Facebook and Instagram, but maybe YouTube ads are better for you. Um, I think everyone sort of thinks of Facebook ads as the be all and end all, and Mm -hmm. it's really not. Um, There are some industries, like if your margins are really small, like if you're making less than $20 Per product like the average cost of a sale these days is probably around 20 to 30 dollars mm-hmm. if you don't have that margin it doesn't matter how good i am at my job like that's just the standard these days if you're selling a 10 dollar candle unless you're selling them in packs of 100 like it's yeah. very hard to, to make money which i think is a, a really unfortunately rude shock to a lot of business owners when they've been doing markets and growing organically yes. and then they go well hang on a second I haven't actually put my margins into this properly. Mm. Um, So I think are Facebook ads good for your business without knowing you, I can't answer that question. I know that they are fantastic for so many businesses, um, but it really is about working out whether they are going to be good for you and your business. And they do require a lot of content. If you don't have the time to provide your agency or create yourself, um, you know, really good content, you know, video content is just so big. If you don't have mm-hmm. the time to do that, you're kind of playing tennis with your hands in your back pocket. Like yes, it, yeah, it's very hard to, to do it well if you don't
0: have those things. That's it. And I kind of have this conversation every now and then about people like, you know, I don't have time to do video or I don't want to do video. It's like, well, you either have to move past that mental barrier or pay someone else to create it for you, or change businesses. Oh, thank you so much, Dana. Uh, honestly, so many juicy nuggets in there, and I think I'm going to call this episode Facebook ad juicy nugget episode. <laughs> I love it. You're a legend. and Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Where can
1: people find you? Uh, so they can find me at brightredmarketing.com.au. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at brightredmarketing. Uh, I also have a podcast called The Bright Minds of E-Commerce, which uh, Lisa will be joining on uh, joining us on very soon. Um, and then, yeah, they're, they're probably the best places to reach out. La, 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 love. Mm.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the e-commerce marketing society podcast. If you want to keep getting juicy marketing goodness into your ears each week, hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to please leave a five-star review on iTunes so I can keep sharing all this good stuff with you. Until next time, keep taking those big or baby steps. I'm cheering you on every part of the way.